Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. You are what you eat, so you are an immortal peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Life 107.5. I mean, we hadn't even made it a full week. <laughs> and in our household, we had already we. And when I say we, I mean him. It's the royal we. My son had already lost something from school and had to recover it. I was like, goodness gracious, we haven't barely started yet, Ben. But that happens, right, Tammy? My high school son's sophomore year, he had a brand new, very expensive pair of athletic shoes for the basketball team. Oh, boy. And didn't even make it to the first day of practice. (laughs) Oh, no! Yeah, oh, no. Where did they go? Well, he didn't know, and we didn't know, and we did the famous, how could you lose those shoes? They were brand new shoes. It turned out a neighbor who we actually didn't know several blocks away called us and said someone told them that our son played basketball and they found a pair of shoes in their front yard. Oh my goodness. And and the only thing we could deduce was that he maybe put them on the top of his car Mm -hmm. as he was loading up Oh my word, I love you so much, but you already lost your calculator? <laughs> That's kind of how the conversation went the second day of school this year mm-hmm. with my son Benjamin. Already, really, already, oh my goodness. But he found it, thankfully. But we all have those lost and found stories. That's kind of part of having kids is saying, how have you already lost this? My daughter- played soccer. She got this right. bright gold jersey from the district that we lived in. It was like that t-shirt stretchy material. It was yep. really cute. She wore it one time and then I could not find it. And it was like the first week of school. And I thought, okay, this has been a little crazier. And we were on vacation with my family and my niece showed up at the hotel at breakfast and she had a plate full of blueberry pancakes with like blueberry syrup. She was wearing the jersey. What? How did... What? My daughter must have left it at her house, and then my niece, who was also five, found it in her drawer and just put it on, and her mom (laughs) mentioned it. (laughs) Hey, free shirt. And I was like... Honey, hey, I think that might be Madeline. And she's like, oh, I don't think so. It was in my drawer. I'm like, it says Joaquin on it. And she has to wear it to a game in two weeks. And so, I mean, I found myself trying to strip it off of her at breakfast. She was like, Aunt Kelly, I love this. I don't know where it came from, but this is one of my favorites. And I'm like, sweetie, you need to take it off right now. They tell you, and it's usually followed with you just looking at them and blinking and saying, <laughs> are you kidding me? Already? It, the school year just started. But I it mean, happens. But it happens. They lose things already. How have you already lost that? Shailene, something happened to your son? First week of seventh grade, and he had a lunchbox, and he was notorious for losing things, so... I had his last name put on it, right? Like, monogrammed on it. Okay. And, uh... No, it was lost in the first week of school. Wow. However, we did find it at the very end of school on the top of the lockers. Oh. With a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Oh, oh no. And I'm sure the peanut butter and jelly was 
perfectly good to be eaten. Was it green? Um, actually, that's the scary part. No, it still just looked like a peanut butter jelly. Oh my oh, boy. word! Right, gross. Okay, I don't yeah. know if I'm more disturbed about the fact that your son never looked on top of his locker, or the right. fact that a peanut butter and jelly, which I sometimes pack for my son, mm. obviously does not disintegrate. Preserves well. Right. Yeah, so your kid will live forever, I think, if yeah. he has peanut butter and jelly. You are what you eat, so you are an immortal peanut butter and jelly sandwich. There you go. Sometimes you see things on Facebook, and I think everybody else is kind of laughing at it, but you feel very called out. Why is this about me? I am in this post, and I don't want to be. <laughs> why Why? Why are you posting about me? Our friend Suzanne posted something about, and it was, ha, 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 I'm not a control freak. I just believe in refolding towels the right way, because you can't just fold towels willy-nilly like they're some kind of linen rebel. And I'm like, why is that funny? You You have a right way to fold the towels? You don't? I mean, I have a way that I do it every time, but it's it's just the way that I do it. I'm totally happy if someone else wants to fold them however they want to, so long as it fits in the linen closet. Okay, let me tell you a little bit something about myself. Okay. I haven't told anybody mm-hmm. this yet. Okay, are you ready for this story? I'm ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay. So, not too long ago, I didn't have a dryer, mm-hmm. right? And so, very lovely friends of mine would take my wet clothing and they would dry it for me. Mm-hmm. All right? And they would give me back my clothing and towels and they would even go so far as to fold it for me yep. which i'm like these are true friends my wife Lindsay did that for you yes she did <laughs> what what is that supposed to mean i was really appreciative that she folded my towels i refolded them she after folded I go- <laughs> your towels wrong I refolded them so that they fit with the way that i put the towels in interesting my linen uh-huh closet there is one way and one way only that is right in the eyes of jen to fold a towel and apparently my wife's way was not good enough for you i mean she's a doctor and she can heal people and all that (laughs) but she didn't fold my towels the right way hey it's taylor and jen what's up patricia i was thinking about the towel thing Mm -hmm. okay i have to say i'm sort of with jen in a way I taught my children to fold towels, and I said, any way you fold them is fine. So, see, that would be like you, Taylor, yeah, right? Yes. It didn't really if, matter, if right? Folded, I'm mm-hmm. happy. That's what I pretended to believe, let them think so. <laughs> but when I would put them away, I had to refold the towels because they wouldn't fit in the cabinet any other way. Thank you! But I wouldn't undo the towels only because... It had to fit in the cabinet. I'm it's sure the that only was reason. the only reason. Only reason. Only reason. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure of that. A lot of opinions on this. Mostly for me. I was going to say, not, not a lot of, of varied opinions. I didn't realize I was this much in the minority. Because there is a right way to fold your towels, and there's reasoning behind it. What do you think, Barb? I think I might have been scarred by my mother, who was otherwise a saint, but... I, when I was a child, folded the bathroom towels like I thought I was supposed to, and there was some bad situation <laughs> where I was hauled back into the bathroom. Oh, no. And it, it was pointed out to me that the open edges must go to the back, <laughs> and the folded edge must go to the front so that when people reach in for a towel, they only grab one oh, towel. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I am 
old. And I think about it every time I fold towels. And every time. Away. Now, my daughter doesn't always adhere to that, but I have never said a word because right. I don't want to scar her. Yeah, no. I don't even refold them. I just let her think it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, this got a lot of traction. Yeah, it did. People had feelings about how to fold towels. You have to fold them the best way so you can get the most in the linen closet. And then after that, you always fold them that way. <laughs> and you never have the edges out. Always nope. and never. I heard, I hear and identify with those words, Terry. <laughs> Very strong It's all about opinions. how many you can get in yeah. with yeah. a perfect fold. <laughs> There is a perfect yeah. fold. Perfection it's and space true. efficiency, two very big values. Yes, there is a perfect fold when those edges line up on both ends, and then you get that perfect kind of somewhat fluffy trifold, mm. and then you turn it to the wall, and only that one side is sticking out, and they all are so symmetrical, one on top of each other. It's just beautiful. I just fold however <laughs> I want to, and then I shove it in there and close the door before oh, anything can fall out. Oh, no! They still dry me off when I'm done. Yeah, but they don't look good doing it. That's why we close the door. (laughs) We interrupt this regular broadcast for important updates about pumpkin spice. Oh, yeah. It's like... The creeping crud, it's everywhere. That's we, we are here to keep you informed of, of where pumpkin spice has gone next. Where is it invading at the grocery store? This is the latest. Oh, boy. The Honey Baked Ham Company is celebrating 2021 pumpkin spice season with the debut of its pumpkin spice glazed turkey breast. <laughs> so it's, it's got a... Pumpkin spice turkey! Roasted or smoked turkey breast, and they coat it with their signature glaze and then some pumpkin spice flavor with a new sweet and crunchy topping. Wait, wait. Crunchy? Um, I don't know, maybe there's like some whole cinnamon sticks that get a little crunchy. Or crunchy? it's like the topping of a coffee cake, maybe. Like you've got the crumbles. On turkey? You know, I was on board until you pointed out the crunchy part. And now, now I'm not so sure. Pumpkin spice season oh. is upon us. Pumpkin spice season is just a little bit nuts. The Honey Glazed Ham Company now has a pumpkin spice glazed turkey breast. I'm just saying no. Just just no. Just, just on principle. Can we just can we just stop and think about this for a moment, please? What's your verdict, Dan? I am not ready for pumpkin spice season. It seems like every time this comes around, everything turns to pumpkin spice and I cannot find anything normal. And I'm a plain guy. I like normal stuff. <laughs> you walk into a convenience store, you want to buy a little bottle of milk. You know, because you need it for cereal or you just want to drink. No, you can't get it. It's pumpkin spice milk. Pumpkin spice milk. milk. Or like, oh, I don't know, like hot chocolate. You can't get regular hot chocolate anymore. No, you have to get pumpkin spice hot chocolate. That is true. I just saw that. And you can't get regular water. You have to get pumpkin spice water. I made that one up, but it sounded good. So our friend Pam called us, and uh, she's a no on the pumpkin-spiced turkey. Mm-hmm. However... What I have eaten that's really good, and it's not pumpkin spice, it's chili cooked inside of a pumpkin. What? That sounds fantastic. It is. Okay, so you really hollow good. out the pumpkin? Yeah. And then you cook you a vat of chili in there? Yep. How, how? How do you heat it? Well, you put it in the oven. Oh. Oh, my goodness. For like an hour so or whatever, and it cooks the pumpkin up. It tastes really good. 
Oh my goodness. That sounds Instead amazing. Instead of a bread bowl, it's a pumpkin bowl. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's a pumpkin bowl. Why have I not met this in my life previous to right now? That's so good. That sounds fantastic. I, it was really good. You scoop out some of the chili and you scoop some of the pumpkin with it. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want your kids to be independent. Yeah. Want them to grow up, make their own choices, be able to fend for themselves. Absolutely. All sounds good. But sometimes... It pays to kind of do a little double check behind to make sure they're doing the right things. Oh, oh, I sense a story. Like if you were this woman on Facebook who Mm. posted that every morning I let Sammy, my five-year-old, pack some snacks for herself when she goes to daycare. Wow. She lets a five-year-old pack her own snacks? Huh? Usually she gets some chips, uh, snack cakes, some fruit snacks, juice box, maybe some candy. (laughs) Oh, for one snack? I really hope not. (laughs) That's my kind of (laughs) kid. But she says, as we were walking out the door, I was carrying her lunchbox and it felt kind of heavy. Hmm. And I said, what did you put in here? And she snatched the lunchbox away and said, my snack. Oh, boy. (laughs) So we get in the car and I notice she is guarding this lunchbox with her life. Uh, um. So I took it and I opened it. And then she posted this photo of the inside of a lunchbox. I see a Capri Sun off to the side with the little yellow straw ready to be jabbed in there. And two full size, still in the shell... crabs (laughs) crabs there's <laughs> a family in maryland and i guess sammy had a taste for some crustacean she put two crabs i don't know i'm hoping they were like in the freezer or something waiting to be cooked someday and not just like picked up from the ocean but she was gonna have some crab meat My- at daycare <laughs> so a little preschooler in maryland brought two crabs to preschool. Why? For snack? <laughs> Sometimes your kids bring something to school that's a little unexpected, and we would love to hear the that was not supposed to go to school story. My son, probably again in fourth grade, similar to Taylor, um, he brought a pair of hair clippers. Hair clippers? Yes. So apparently mom had not gotten his hair cut in a while, and he was getting kind of perturbed, and I told him, okay, honey, it's going to be later tonight. Well, he sure enough, he took those hair clippers like that you would buzz your hair with, uh-huh. and he took those to school. And he went up to his teacher and said, "Hey, can you can you trim my hair?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um, I'm sure they're not a hairstylist, but you know, go for it. <laughs> my mother won't me cut my hair. Will you please? <laughs> she called me. She's like, "Honey, you need to come and get these. This unfortunately is something that's a little dangerous. Can't be at school." Oh and boy. I- I laughing, and I was crying. I was laughing so hard. It makes sense, right? It's just show and tell. Yeah, just bring something cool into school. <laughs> Turns out there are things that are welcome and are not welcome when you bring them to the classroom. Did you bring something that didn't belong, Spencer? I caught a baby bunny on my paper route. Oh. And I hid it under my bed for about a day and a half, and then I took it in my coat pocket to school. Oh, oh did you get caught? Uh, so we're sitting in class, and all of a sudden, the baby bunny started making a noise yeah. and uh, a whimpering of some sort, and the teacher asked, what is that? And nobody said anything for a little bit, and then finally somebody said, Spencer brought a bunny to school. So she made me go take it outside into the, into the great big field. And then at recess time, I, I formed a posse of my friends to try and find it because I was bound to determine yeah. to get back home. But ne- never did. Never, never did. did. Mm. So. Nope.
Yeah. No, Peter Rabbit got away. <laughs> and I don't even think my parents know that story to this day. So. <laughs> you know, I think wisdom is learning from your mistakes. Yeah. One of the things that I have learned is that there are some really easy things to do in life. Mm-hmm. Things that are really easy. Like, for example, you know what's really easy to do? What? Sit on my phone and scroll through Facebook and social media. 100%. Isn't that easy? It's so easy. And I can take that phone out of my purse or my pocket pretty much whenever I have, you know, like 17 seconds to spare. There it is. And I'm constantly entertained by looking at other people's lives. And as we were listening to Dr. Heidi talking about how we can be observers of just kind of looking at our phones mm-hmm. All the time, and that ends up not being as good for our mental health. I was like, that's not necessarily just advice that's good for teenagers. No. I need to hear that a lot because I've learned sometimes the easiest things in the world for me are not the best things for my mental health. I know what you mean. You know, I, I've been recognizing that getting out and doing things, um, being active, mm-hmm. hiking, biking, walking, volunteering, mm-hmm. Those are the things that seem to be better for my mental health. I'm less anxious. I'm less centered on myself and I'm more connected. And I mean, even things like it's easier to get fast food from the drive through than it is to make myself a nice, healthy meal at home. Very true. It's easier to stay up late watching that movie rather than getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. And I think all the things we do to maintain our health that involve a little bit of extra effort in the moment are hard, which let me tell you, I've been there when I am depressed and it's hard to get rolling and doing anything at all. And so I have to remind myself in my brain, getting up and doing this thing, taking a shower, going to the gym, doing simple stuff like that eventually is going to get me out where sometimes the easiest thing to do is just going to dig that hole deeper. Mm-hmm. You've heard that phrase, no man is an island. Mm-hmm. We are not. As much as we live in an individualized culture and everybody's got to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and take care of themselves... I do believe in individualism. I do not believe that the things that we do only affect us. No, we're all interconnected, especially Mm -hmm. as we get within our families. The things that we do that aren't great for us end up not being great for our families. When we were having this discussion yesterday amongst friends here at the station, we were talking about, you know, the effects of us being on our phones and being on social media too much and how it affects our mental health. And then somebody made the very wise observation that, you know, when I'm on my phone too much, it affects my husband or mm-hmm. it affects my children. And I, wow, I, w- once she said that, I spent a good portion of last night thinking about how when I'm on my social media too much, it does start affecting Piper and Ben mm-hmm. because I disconnect. I get discontent Mm -hmm. with life, which makes me act out a little bit. And that affects those who are closest to me, which are my two children. So it affects their mental health when I get unhealthy. But it also affects my friends here at Life 107.1. You know, this is, I don't know, it's important. It is. For us to recognize. And, And listen, please... Hear us. We're not telling you to, to, to put down your phone forever. We're not telling you to get off of all social media. Now, maybe the Holy Spirit is telling you that. Yep. That's not what we're no, telling No, no. We, we recognize that it's a tool and some people can use it in different ways. Yeah. Uh, but for us, we've realized that even if I was just saying, you know what, I'm willing to bear the brunt of all that pain and suffering because I'd rather be on Facebook. It's not just me that's suffering. 
Have you ever wondered how you would act when faced with the very real possibility of some kind of wild animal trapped in your house? Yesterday was a really busy day. I mean, from stem to stern, I was just moving. Right. And so finally, last night, I sink into the couch. I'm relaxing and I'm texting with a friend. And I hear a noise. And the noise sounds odd to me, like a scratchy kind of noise. Mm. And I look at the couch and I've got, mm, there's Bagel. And then there's Nico. And then there's Magnum. So all of my pets are accounted for. They're okay. right next to me on the couch. So a little while later, I hear it again. Scratch, 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 scratch. Like, I text my friend, oh my goodness, there's an animal in my house. Uh-oh. And he's like, well, there's three animals in your houses. I'm like, no, there's an animal that shouldn't be in my house, in my house. It's behind the TV table and it's hmm. making noises like scratch, 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 scratch. Taylor, I froze. I like literally froze. And I went, Piper. <laughs> and Piper came out of her room and I said, Piper, there's an animal over there. And like she like flattened up against the wall. <laughs> what is it? I said, I don't know, but listen. So we listen and all of a sudden, scratch, 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 scratch. She's like, oh, I heard it. She's like, where's Ben? I said, he's downstairs in the basement, but he'll be more scared of it than we are. So then we're just kind of sitting there. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then Magnum jumps down off the couch and he goes over to something and he sniffs at it and then he walks away. Oh, I went, oh, I think I just figured out what it is. And she said, what is it? Is it a squirrel? Did it get in through the stove? And I said, no, the air purifier needs a new filter. (laughs) (laughs) They make scratching noises when they need a new filter. It it was like it was like telling me that it was full. And it was making this weird noise. There are better ways to do that. When we turned off the air purifier, the noise stopped. No. (laughs) Problem solved. You stop breathing. Your blood runs cold. You sit there frozen because there's a noise. And you're sure it's something scary. But it's actually not. (laughs) Yeah, it happened to you, Heather? I do have a story. It's not a noise that I heard. Okay. But I was dog sitting for some friends of mine. And staying at their house with them, because it's just easier to take care of the dog when you're there. I was laying in bed at night, reading, and the dog was laying on the floor beside the bed. And all of a sudden, he stood up, and he just pointed and stared at the closet door. Oh, no! And I had no idea. I hadn't heard anything. I didn't know what it was, and I was frozen. I sat there staring at the door to see if I could hear anything, or is it a snake? Is it an animal? Is it, What is in the closet? We just sat there together for a couple of minutes looking at the closet, and he didn't move. And I realized every once in a while he would kind of shift, like he was pointing at a different spot. And I realized I was wearing my watch, and the light from the lamp was reflecting off of my watch onto the closet door. (laughs) And the dog was following the light. And I had no idea what it was. So I took off the watch and went to bed. (laughs) So that makes him a really good watchdog, huh? (laughs) Good watchdog. I knew you wanted to say that one. I I couldn't help myself. (laughs) You're welcome. Now you're fired. (laughs) The scary noises never come in broad daylight. Scary noises. It was middle of night, one or two o'clock in the morning, Mm -hmm. trying to get some sleep for the next day of work. 
and then Lindsay smacks me. <laughs> and she says, Taylor, did you hear that? No, I was sleeping. And I said, what? And she said, I think I heard a window shatter. <gasps> I think someone might have broken into the house. Or maybe the cats knocked a decoration <laughs> off the wall. Well, what, those two are very different. And I, and I said, I, I don't think either one of those happened. And she's like, no, 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 I heard it. And I said, no, Lindsay, I'm pretty sure this is what you heard. My throat got really dry and I coughed myself awake. It, it was me coughing. And she stops and she goes, are you sure? <laughs> and all I could think to say was, yes, because I was the one who was doing it. You know, we've been talking about these noises that we think are so scary and then they turn out to be nothing. But every now and then the scariness is real. I heard my daughter screaming in her bed. So I ran up the stairs, opened the door. She's sitting straight up and I hear this and this swooshy black flying bat and i'd like to say i went in there to save her but i slammed the door (laughs) you closed her in there with the bat i I closed her in there that was my instinct i was scared (laughs) and then i thought come on and then i opened the door and then i i still didn't go in there i told her Get out of bed. You have to go and crawl. And <laughs> meanwhile, I sit in the hallway with the door ajar. <laughs> Get out here. You can do it. I believe in you from a safe distance. <laughs> yes, I was a cheerleader. <laughs> so what happened to the bat? Well, we shut the door and I put a towel underneath the door so it wouldn't come out. And then I, I called my uncle and he oh. took care of it. So. <laughs> so in this story, you quite literally called uncle. <laughs> you just- The Taylor and Jen podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.